especially those people that share their stories, their troubles, and they show their vulnerability mm-hmm. during an interview, that's the best. And they are the most popular guest ever because they, they don't just talk about their success, but they, they talk about their failures and they talk about anything that happened, even the, you know, in their personal life. And the more you share, uh, you the better you resonate with the audience mm-hmm. and it's it, that's that's pretty powerful and because it's just a human connection with people and they you know resonate with you they align with your message uh, yeah welcome to push to be more with me your host Matt Edmondson. Now, this is a show that talks about the stuff that makes life work. And to help us do just that, I'm talking with Noemi Beretz from Podcast Connections about where she has had to push through, what she does to recharge your batteries, as well as what more looks like. Well, the show notes and transcript from our conversation will be available on our website, pushtobemore.com. And whilst you're there, if you haven't done so already, sign up to the newsletter and each week we'll email you the show notes and links straight to your inbox. Oh yes, now this episode is brought to you by Orion Media, which helps entrepreneurs and business leaders set up and run their own successful podcast. Why would you want to host your own podcast? Because simply, it's one of the best marketing tools out there. Oh yes, I have found running my own podcast to be really rewarding. It opens doors to amazing people like nothing else I've seen. I've built networks, made friends, and had a platform to champion my customers, my team, and my suppliers. And I think just about every entrepreneurial business leader should have a podcast simply because it's had such a huge impact on my own businesses. And of course, that sounds wonderful in theory, but there's a whole reality now to think about, isn't there? Like setup, distribution, tech, production, the list goes on, and that's where Orion Media comes in to help. You see, I love talking to people, but not all of that other stuff, so Orion Media simply takes it off my plate. I get to do what I'm good at, and they brilliantly take care of the rest. So if you're wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business, and I think it probably is, do connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. We will, of course, link to them on the website as well, but do check them out. Now, speaking of podcasts, let's meet Noemi, who co-owns podcast connections uh, and is a superstar connector in the podcast universe. Oh yes, this savvy business matchmaker links entrepreneurs with top-notch podcast shows, amplifying their voices and boosting their businesses. A digital marketing veteran since 2007, Noemi's linguist, content guru, and master organizer with a fantastic twist, a degree in Danish literature, no doubt. Uh, plus, she's an artist weaving stories on canvas with her own, with her own hand-sewn collages made from vintage photographs and vibrant textiles. This list just keeps growing, Noemi. Uh, so let's step into the wonderful world of Noemi, where podcasts meet artistry oh yes great to have you on the show finally how are we doing very well thank you matt and what an intro thank you so much i'm just blushing here. <laughs> it's all set she she just loves rewriting people's intros uh, and so this is all set and i really like it it's great fun um now it's fair to say right off the bat that we actually know each other we've worked together we have used your services to get me 
on podcasts in the early days when no one knew my name. Uh, a bit like the Cheers theme. Uh, and you got me onto a whole bunch of shows. And so uh, it's quite fascinating that the tables are turned, that you are in fact yourself on my podcast. So we've, I think we've come full circle now. <laughs> How is business? Is it going well? It's going well, thank you, absolutely, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't really work any UK <laughs> clients right now, but uh, mostly Americans, but uh, mm. yeah, I love, love it and it, it's great. And I love connecting with people and connecting people to each other. So it, it's, it's a great time for yeah. my life. Yeah, well, absolutely. You see, my whole strategy in business when it comes to podcasting is I host the podcast. I go and I find really interesting people to talk to, specifically people who could have a big impact on my business, right? And I go and invite them on the show. It starts a meaningful conversation. Um, and it's a great way to grow networks, like I said in the intro. I love it. As a, as a marketing tool, it's great. The way you approach podcasting is from the other side, right? You're like, well, yeah, yeah, fine. You go host your show, Matt, but I'm going to go get you on a thousand other podcasts um, and get your message out that way, which is, is just a legitimate marketing strategy, isn't it? So I'm, I'm kind of curious, how did you, how did you stumble into this field? Yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> I, I stumbled, stumbled and accidentally. Uh, as you mentioned, I was in the online marketing field since 2007. Mm -hmm. We had an online travel related business that we started back in Ireland. And um, yeah, it was, it was a great time because doing content creation, blog writing, uh, social media marketing, you name it. So I wore a lot of hats during that time. Yeah, and it was an exciting time to to work in the online marketing world. It wasn't like this. It's changed a lot since then. But then, fast forward, uh, twenty twenty, and COVID hit everyone, and mm -hmm. the travel industry collapsed, and like our business did the same. So it was. We had a couple of days to figure out what to do with our life and with our business, and luckily we had a mentor, an Irish guy who was into podcasting business and podcasting world way before us and way before mm -hmm. many people in Europe. And he advised us to start something with podcasting. And he told us, okay, guys, you know, start a podcast agency, you know, because of mm -hmm. COVID booming. And anyway, it was booming before too, uh, the whole podcasting world. So that's why we, we started podcasting. And first of all, you had to pay your bills. So you had to figure out what to do with, with your business, non-existent business. And yeah, that was it. And it was such a sudden decision. My husband, basically, he, he set up a website during the night. Mm. Next day, he told me, okay, so we're doing this agency stuff. We have a website. So we just need clients. <laughs> and okay, cool. I mean, I didn't, I mean, to be 100% honest with you, Matt, I didn't listen to podcasts before 2020. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was so new to me when we started it, but I'm a quick learner and I love learning. So, and I needed to learn everything mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm still learning. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting time for sure. And that's how we ended up in the podcasting world. And now I'm on, you know, <laughs> podcasting about, about this. And this is so, yeah, this is so fun. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, 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 you may not know, dear listener, but I have another podcast called uh, the E-Commerce Podcast, where we talk about e-commerce, get the clues in the title. Um, and that's how we met. You started sending people to me and go, Matt, this would be a great person to have on your show. And um, after a while, I said to Sadaf, I said, all the best guests seem to come from Noemi. Uh, you know, there were different agencies sending us guests. And we were like, 
Yeah, but the ones that come from Noemi are actually quite helpful. Some of them weren't helpful guests, we, you know, but not from you, but from other agencies. Um, so you seem to have found a knack for finding high quality clients to bring over. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we started to work solely with female e-commerce experts because we thought that their their voice needed to be heard more in the mm. e-commerce because it's still very male dominated. And and um, right now we only work with female e-commerce experts, so we're back to back to square one with them. But it's 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 fun. Um, yeah, and we just found these people, and they were amazing, and we we were happy and honored mm. to represent them. And that's how we got connected through true story, and then we started to work together too. So yeah, we have a history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We have a story. We have a story. So Noemi, you, do you actually have your own podcast? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I'm not planning to have it right now. I'm just too busy with my clients. But I mean, yeah, it's an interesting concept. But I know it's a lot of work, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that yourself. Yeah. So, but I really enjoy guesting because it's yeah, it's fun, and I know a lot of hosts and podcasts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. But I am curious if you did uh, own your or have or host your own podcast. Um, and you could have a guest on your show from your past or your present that's had a big influence on your life. Um, who would you have and why? It would be Bob Bird. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great first episode for sure to start yeah. a podcast with Bob Berg. I mean, why Bob Berg? Because he is kind of my idol that I look up to um, when I started doing business in 2007, that, that was the first business book, The, the mm. Go-Giver, that I read by Bob Berg. And uh, it, it made such a big impact on my life and how I approach business that, yeah, he would be an ideal guest. And I was really honored to be in a networking group where I, actually his networking group, it was like a trial. And I actually spoke to him and met him. So it was so cool. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That that would be Bob Berg for sure, 100%. So I've not actually read his book. I've just pulled it up here on Google, uh, on Google, on Amazon. Uh, the Go-Giver, a little story about yeah. a powerful business idea. It's got over 8,000 um, four or five star reviews. I mean, it's a very well-reviewed book. So I'm surprised I've not heard of it. Um, even he's got a, oh wow, he's got um, accolades from Seth Godin. Most people yeah. don't have the guts to buy this book, never mind the will to follow through and actually use it. But you do, and I'm certain that you'll be glad you did. Stephen Covey, this terrific yeah. book wonderfully illuminates the principles of contribution, abundance, service, and success. So, I mean, he's got some great reviews here. What was it about the book that, that you really enjoyed? Uh, the most important is like, the way you approach business, it's like you just not you don't want certainly something to get out of it, but you want to give something to people before you get something back. And yeah, and serve your community and serve these people mm. before you make money and you start making money. And yeah, it's just this whole community that he's building up with this approach is just so fascinating. And it's not just about, okay, I just want this business and not that uh, very wide approach when it comes to business and just pitch yourself to other people and just I just want something from them and you want mm. to give something to them you want to provide them with with something help their business help their life and as one of my clients told me that um, what I want to do with my business like enrich people's life through connections 
Mm. And I, I think that's my focus, and that's how I approach this go-giver mm. uh, style. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. So you ended up in his mastermind group or his uh, community no, I mean, group. Like, that was like a trial run, but I'm uh, I'm actually like planning now to be part of his mentorship group. Okay. And I would love to do that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm gonna get the book. Uh, I'm gonna add it to my little list here. I'm gonna go buy now. Uh, we'll put it on the Kindle. So I'm I'm intrigued to read it. Uh, and I will let you know how I get on. So Bob Berg, uh, The Go-Giver, definitely check out the book. Seems to be well-reviewed by some people I respect. Um, and uh, obviously you're a big fan. So how has um, how has his philosophy or his ideas then um, impacted what you guys do at Podcast Connections? I know you're you're wanting to set up these these various different connections. So I'm just kind of, let's drill down into that a little bit if we can. Right. I mean, our focus is to help people to share their knowledge. That's the mm. most important thing. Uh, we got connected with like potential clients and they, on, they only wanted to sell their products on different podcasts, but I don't think that's the right approach. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to treat a podcast as a, like an advertising opportunity because it is not. I mean, the podcast yeah. is not for you, for your guests. It's for the audience mm -hmm. and they want to learn something from you. So you have to bring quality into the show. You have mm. to share knowledge. You have to provide value. And mm. that's the most important thing. So when it comes to find clients and to find ideal guests, we have to find those people that are really aligned with our message. Mm -hmm. And they want to share something with the world and yeah, teach people. That's so powerful. Yeah. And I, I, I'm totally going to echo that. So if you're listening to this show and you've been invited to be a guest on a podcast or you're thinking about maybe doing it, um, the key to being a great podcast guest is to focus on delivering value. My experience is, Noemi, and you, you've probably got more experience than me. I mean, I've recorded hundreds of podcasts now. Um, my experience is that the guests that come on and focus on delivering value tend to get the most business as a result of being on that podcast. Um, more people contact them and connect with them because they got a great lot of value out of what they were saying. And what they were saying was told in a way which really impacted whoever was listening, right? Um, right. And so I get letter, uh, letters, you don't get letters anymore, you get emails, don't oh. you? Uh, text <laughs> messages, you get these sort of, uh, sort of notes from people saying, oh, I really enjoyed their episode because of X, Y, and Z. And um, and it's always on the basis of some kind of value. And I'm like, well, just reach out to them and say hello. And they're like, oh, do you think they'll want to talk to me? And I'm like, I'm sure they will want to talk to you and help you if they can. Um, but it's that focus on value, which I think is so, so critical and so, so important um, in being a podcast guest. I mean, it's ideal, isn't it? And so I'm assuming uh, I've done hundreds of podcasts. You've probably been involved in thousands do you, have you therefore found the same results uh, as you mentioned focus on value the, the people that deliver the most value get the most out of the shows yeah absolutely 100 percent um especially those people that share their stories their troubles and they show their vulnerability mm. during an interview that's the best and they are the most popular guest ever because they they don't just talk about their success but they they talk about their failures and they talk about anything that happened to them, even the, you know, in their personal life and the more you share uh, you the better you resonate with the audience mm -hmm. and it's it, that's that's pretty powerful and because it's just a human connection with people and they you know resonate with you they align with your message uh, yeah 
Yeah, no, it's very good. Top tips there uh, on how to be a great podcast. Well, just actually just how to be a nice person. <laughs> it's not just <laughs> yeah, on podcast, true. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's true in any relationship. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the conversation, deliver value and be vulnerable. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the, okay, mic drop moment right there. Um, so, <laughs> so let's talk then about, uh, your, so you, you were in the travel space in Ireland you're now in the podcast space in Cyprus, uh, a little bit different from Ireland. Weather's probably slightly better, I would have thought, uh, although I imagine the Guinness is not quite as good. Um, have you found your own business journey? Has it all been plain sailing or has it been a bit, um, a bit choppy along the way? I think business journeys are always choppy. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be plain sailing ever. Um, I learned a lot from starting my own business, especially in 2007. I was in my late 20s. I didn't know anything about business. I, I worked in Ireland in a call center for three years, but I always knew that I don't want to be working in a call center with my mm. master's degree and with my communication skills and my language skills. So, okay, I, and I, I never wanted to have a boss and I never wanted to have another you know, team meeting. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I made up my mind and Okay, let's do it. Let's start a business. And that, that's when we started our online travel business. And it was going well, but then, uh, how should I put it? We, we just picked the wrong business partners mm -hmm. and it didn't end up well. And um, yeah, you have to be really careful. That's a good thing <laughs> to remember when you run your own business. Always pick your business partners very, very carefully. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're preaching Always to the choir. Let me tell you, yeah. you are preaching to the choir. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was one of the, the bomb on the road. Mm. And then um, uh, obviously when you start a new business, so when you switch a complete new to a, when you switch to a completely new business business model, like from from an online travel related business to an agency model, it's it's so different. And uh, you have to deal with people directly. You have a handful of clients, you have to look after them. It's not like when you have an online travel related mm. business when you just deal some stuff, but that's different. You have to go deeply, you have to know them, you have to get to know them, you have to have a relationship with them, you have to serve them uh, and understand their business perfectly to, to be able to represent them yeah. uh, on the podcast. So yeah, it, it, it was a learning curve because I didn't do this before. So I had mm. to learn a lot. I had to learn how to communicate with podcast hosts and how to learn with different, uh, how to communicate with different uh, nationalities like Americans, because they do business in different way than we do in Europe or in yeah, the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are more open. I love working with them, to be honest, because I mean, I prefer Americans to Europeans and it's like, shame <laughs> on me. But, <laughs> but, Don't tell uh, yeah, anybody, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it, 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 it involved a lot of learning. And, uh, and then obviously COVID uh, didn't help anyone in their business life. Although I can thank COVID to, to start this business. I mean, to start mm. the agency because we never started this. We always, we, we were always playing with the thought to start another business, Yeah. Uh, but we never did it. And then it pushed us out of our comfort zone. So that's how we started the, the agency model and yeah. So do you find the podcasting businesses, I mean, I, you've obviously not gone back to the travel agency business, and I'm assuming that's for a reason. I'm assuming you're enjoying the, the podcasting business more than you did the travel business. Yeah, we still have it, though. 
We still have okay. it, but uh, mostly my husband look after that part. And I, I don't really have anything to do with it anymore because I have so much to do in the running the agency that, yeah, I just don't have time for that. I'm, and honestly, as I said, I prefer yeah, <laughs> the podcasting world. So the, um, it's, what, what I'm trying to, to do is I'm trying to, I mean, I, I get how you ended up in podcasting um, from the travel because of the advice of a, a mentor. So there's, there's not a straightforward path, is there? But your, just remind me, your master's is in Danish literature. Danish linguistic literature, history, yeah. And I speak Danish and Swedish, yeah. It's like, by trade, I'm a linguist, like a Danish linguist. Right. So, <laughs> is, <laughs> is that the link then to travel? Is just your love of languages? You thought, well, I just like languages. I like talking to different people in different languages. I'll, I'll, I'll start a travel business. Was that as deep as it got? Um, it's funny because when I, I was like five, six years old, I always played travel agency at home. And my, you know, my parents were laughing at me. It's like, she will definitely have something to do with travel when she grows up. And yeah, I, I you know, I was an exchange student in Denmark for a mm -hmm. year when I was 16. So that's how the Danish and Swedish came into my life. Mm -hmm. But obviously travel and the travel industry played always an important uh, part in my life. My dad was in the travel industry for a while when I was a kid. So I saw what's going on behind the scenes, like as a kid as well. So maybe that's why it affected yeah. me way and that's why i've chosen this this path but yeah fair enough so i, I mean without divulging details which can't be divulged um what went wrong with the business partners why why did you mention that that was really important for you and it didn't quite go as well as you'd expected it to well, I don't really want to <laughs> go into very specific details about them, but uh, let's put it that way that when someone, they don't put the same energy into the business as you mm. and they want more money than you, that, that, that causes a problem <laughs> between the partners. So yeah. yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Yeah. I've had two um, business partners in my life and um, one of them was great, wonderful for about, 10 12 years something like that and but towards the end it started to go very wrong very quickly uh and um a lot of the, the a lot of the reasons for the failure in my opinion were because we didn't put enough safeguards in at the beginning uh because we were friends uh, and friend you just kind of you don't think about it you just like, oh let's just do this and see what happens and then it's not until something's ending that you kind of think oh maybe we should have thought that through a little bit more um, and then I had a, a, a long-standing partnership with uh, a friend on a, a beauty company. It was a client, and a client became a friend, actually. Um, and I learned my lessons there. And so that partnership, uh, we sold the business. That ended well. Still good friends. I'm going to hopefully see him in a few weeks when I go over to Jersey. Um, but it's really interesting how your business partner can make all the difference, you know. And, and when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad... Oh my goodness! It it sucks the life out of you disproportionately, I think, and um, because you're so worried and focused on it, aren't you? And and uh, and trying to deal with that. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying about business partnerships. Uh, to go into them yeah. wisely. Exactly, and sometimes when your life just happens, and when you have problems in your personal life, life, you know, like trauma happens and grief happens, and it's like I lost my 
one of a couple of good friends and I lost my dad to cancer. I lost my grandma to an accident. So when all this personal trouble happens, that will affect your business because if, mm. if your personal life is not in order, that will have an effect on your business. And yeah. that happened too. So that happened between exactly the same time, but just before uh, COVID uh, started, I like, I lost like half of my family. Oh, wow. And that was always uh, like a horrible part to, okay, you, just, you have to work and you have to continue with life and continue with business while you struggle with your personal life and personal mm. problems. Yeah, that must be hard, eh? If you, if you lose quite a bit of your... Are you, were you close to your family? Yeah, absolutely. I'm an only child, so I, I was kind of my dad's, you know, yeah, center. Yeah, apple of his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I totally appreciate that. But um, so how did you... If if I if you don't mind me asking, how how did you deal with business and grief? What were some of the ways that you kind of walked through that? Because I think grief is one of those things that will hit every business person at, every, at some point in their life. I mean, you know, you're just playing the laws, aren't you? The laws of statistics. Um, but it's it's. I think most of us don't think about it until it happens. Um, and I'm I'm kind of curious if you could go back and give yourself a little bit of advice, knowing what you know now before um, you started to lose quite a few of your family members, what would you have told yourself? Obviously you have to, you can't prepare yourself that, that someone dies. And because of with my dad, he had cancer. It was like a long process. It was, it went right. on for like three years. So it, it affected my life for a longer period. It wasn't a sudden death. So I, I'm, you know, I always do podcast guesting on grief and how to cope with grief because art, like be, being an artist helped me to cope with grief. So mm. if you can, um, to help your mind <laughs> heal and just help you to relax, just to do something as music or art that will definitely help you. Even if you're an entrepreneur and if you know, just doodle, if you just do coloring or anything, but that will help you to cope with stress. Mm. And it, it, if it's not grief, but if, if just stress or anything that happens in life, like hardships, uh, it will definitely help you. Uh, but you can prepare yourself. And I just, I just worked more. Mm. And sometimes you just want to, you don't want to focus on your grief, but obviously you have to deal with it. You can't sweep everything under the carpet because it, you know, it won't serve you on, on longer term. You have to deal with this trauma. And my escape was art and making right. art, and making collages. And I love music and I have drums and stuff. So that's oh, what yeah, I drums. do. Yeah, drum, I not like drum drums, like not the drum, <laughs> drums, but I have frame drum and tongue drum and I have a hand pen. So, yeah. And so these things, artistic vibes and creative creativity help me to cope with, with grief. And yeah, and my motto in life is just keep going, mm. whatever happens. And that's what I did. You know, I had my son, my family. I, I knew I have to focus on um focus on them as well. And, mm. but it's really hard to find your purpose after you lose so many important people in your life. So you have to find your purpose again. And, and that's not an easy job to do. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. How long did it, I mean, how long do you, do you think it took you to f sort of rediscover your purpose from, from your, from your family, uh, especially your dad passing? Uh, a couple of years. I'm, wow. I'm, I guess I'm still dealing with it, but it's just getting better and better. Mm. But it, 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 it's not a done and dusted job yet. I mean, I'm still working on it. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so how do you, how do you then, 
I mean, you, you, you're running the business. You've obviously dealt with a, quite a significant loss in your family. You had to reinvent your business thanks to COVID. Um, and you, uh, you moved from Ireland to Cyprus uh, in the middle right. of all of that. Is that right? Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was back like 12 years ago. So that was, Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were running a business in Ireland from Cyprus. Uh, the the business that was in Ireland that was like mainly focused on Hungarian clients because I was born and raised in Hungary, originally right. from Hungary. So that was con didn't really connect to Cyprus. It didn't really connect to anywhere. So you know you can run these online businesses from anywhere, as you know too. Uh, we just moved. We just changed country basically, and that was a huge like transformation in our lives as well because it's a completely different culture, climate. Mm -hmm. uh, everything is so different and yeah, it was hard. It was hard to, to start a new life here because yeah. everything was just so behind compared to Ireland. And yeah, so I, I, yeah, I questioned myself a couple of times, like, was this the right decision? I mean, there are no like cinemas here. There are no gigs. You can go to Dublin and watch a gig, you know, <laughs> there and just, I was young back then it's like okay i'm not at all <laughs> but but yeah i mean like moving here was like moving back a couple of years in in time uh but now i mean thanks to COVID again everything sped up in spy cyprus too so we're becoming a more multicultural more modern like society and country uh we're still a bit behind but mm. um but but it's okay um it's still it's an enjoyable and nice place to live so I can imagine the weather is going to be astounding, uh, probably too hot in the summer. And I imagine the food is beautiful. So, uh, yeah. it's, you know, swings and roundabouts, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's good on one hand. It's maybe not as good on the other. So what else do you do? I mean, you, you're in this beautiful country. Uh, you're not going to gigs, um, but, you know, you get to walk on the beach. What else do you do to fill your tank then? Because you've obviously you've, you've got your art um, and your drums, uh, and, and uh, by the way, I have a drum kit behind me. Uh, oh yeah, is, I can see that. That's pretty yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Like I've got, uh, I, I would love to say, Noemi, that it's my drum kit, <laughs> uh, but it really isn't. It belongs to my son. Uh, there was nowhere else in the house for it to go other than in my little shed down at the bottom of the garden. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've got your drums, you've got your art. What, what else do you do to sort of recharge your batteries? I exercise and I, I like discovered that I really have to practice self-care. Otherwise, it will affect my life, my business, my mental and physical health. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I try to exercise as much as, as I can. And uh, I do it every morning and then meditate. I swim. We have a pool. The sea is there too. So I walk a lot. It's a nice environment where we live. So you can, mm -hmm. you can actually walk around here. And um, yeah, that's, I try to, try to stay fit. And I also read a lot, uh, listening to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a bookworm since I was born. Not I was born, but since I, since I could read. Sure. And yeah, I love like learning new things and doing courses and different stuff. So yeah, I, I'm always interested in something. I, I'm never bored. Uh, yeah, I wish sometimes I could be a bit more bored than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says to me that, um, you see, her personality is, is a you're reminding me a little bit of her because her personality is she wants to do everything. So she, um, at the moment, she's learning to speak Arabic. Um, she wants to have uh, drum lessons again. She used to play the drums when she was a kid. Uh, she wants to do the garden. She wants to do this. I mean, there's a big long list of all the things yeah. my wife wants to do. 
And sometimes she kind of goes, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do next. Um, but then she kind of feels like she never actually gets really good at one particular thing because there's so much, you know, that she actually wants to do, um, which I, f I find quite fascinating. You know, she's this, it's, it's like a kid in a sweet shop, you know, or the candy store trying to figure out, it's like, this is so much what's going on. Do you struggle with that? Um, I don't know. And I'm not really, I mean, like art is my main, main, like, I wouldn't say hobby because I can have, you know, a couple of exhibitions, like group exhibitions. I had exhibitions oh, wow. in, in, in Italy and in, yeah. in, in Cyprus, in Hungary. So it, that was my main focus. So that was, I, I'm, I'm trying to be good at it. Mm -hmm. The rest of the stuff, like the drumming, I'm like your vibe. It's just like, yes, I bought this drum, this frame drum, like a couple of months ago. And my husband asked me, do you really want that big one? It's like the most expensive one. Yeah, because that has the you know, most beautiful sound. And like, I can only touch the drum during like week, during weekend for like 20 minutes, because I don't have more time to do that. And obviously I'm not <laughs> professional, but I'm, I have a plan now because I'm, I'm organizing, I'm in my head, I'm organizing a drumming circle locally and uh, I had a couple of like connections from the US uh, like drumming circle experts and from Cyprus too so I'm on the path wow. to, to organize yep. my drumming circle even I'm not a drummer so. that's fantastic <laughs> you should put that on Instagram live so I can watch it knowing me but yeah <laughs> I'd be kind of curious to see how that works so what's the next five years look like for you you know what does growth look like your you're doing all of these things. Um, your business is taking off, you know, it's growing, it's developing. Um, you're doing your painting, you're starting to learn the drums. Um, what, what, what's the next five years look like? What does growth look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> me and the plants. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely would like to improve more the quality that we provide to our clients. We still, we still like a boutique agency and I don't want to work with hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Like my goal is to work with people I like to work with. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm at the stage that I really like these people that are around mm -hmm. me. And I, I'm happy to wake up every morning because I know that, okay, this is going to be a great day because I can help these people and they will yeah. help me. And, you know, it's mutual. And uh, one, of my, one of my friends told me the other day that like, if you can sit down with them, you know, have a meal together and like a nice meal, a lovely meal together. So those are your ideal clients. If you don't want to sit down with them at the same table, they won't be there. So, but I'm lucky now because I, I have those people. So mm -hmm. I would like to have these people around me in the next five years for sure. Mm -hmm. And I would like to serve them with more, probably more services and co collaborate with other people and other companies so we can provide them with, with more stuff like, for example, content repurposing, or even if they want to start a podcast, we can help with them because we have a partner who helps with, with like setting up a podcast. Mm. So we kind of collaboration with other people mm -hmm. and network with them and try to do something together with them. Yeah, yeah, I, I would focus on these and I we will focus on these in the next five years, I guess, um, yeah. Well, so to see where the podcast business takes you and uh, yeah. it'll be interesting because you're going into um, Bob Berg's uh, group, aren't you? And, and what comes out of that as well. So uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what comes out of that. Right, let's do this. Let's do the question box. Dun, 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 dun. I need some music. I must get some music sorted out first. <laughs> I can so, drum, man. I can <laughs> drum. <laughs> <laughs> I do have, because uh, I have the Rode Procaster sound. 
desk in front of me. And there are certain sounds on here that I suppose I could use, but I don't think, I could use this one. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that quite works. I need to, I need to get something that's a bit more, um, I don't know, a bit more done, done. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's, um, let's flick through these questions. You're going to tell me when to stop. When I stop, that's the question we're going to ask. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, why is that? Oh, okay, there we go. Here's the question. Are you ready? No. <laughs> anyway, it's funny because this is the bit everyone gets nervous about. It's like... Yeah, that. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, everyone's the same way. You're not in the, you're not in the uh, sort of a solo boat here, Noemi. And I'm just dragging it out just because I can. Um, that's what, that's the kind of music I should get is that tense, you know, music yeah, that, you, that bump, sort of bump, bump. <laughs> yeah, that builds up. So where does your model of a normal home life come from? That's a really great question. Wow. I love that. Where does a normal home life come from? I'm definitely from my parents because they, they were I mean, amazing. I had a great life when I was growing up, you know, I. I was growing up in a small town in, in Hungary and okay, it was like a kind of a narrow-minded community. But <laughs> <laughs> most communities are, to be fair, no, we mean most communities are. Uh, but it, I love the place. It was you know, fresh air, fresh fruits and veggies. We, we, we homegrown everything. And, and I was the only child. I could do what I wanted. I, I love reading. I love playing in the garden. So that model, I mean, definitely come from my, my parents and my parents' support, and they were awesome. And I think that you can, that these are the things that you can bring from home. Yeah. And you have like an ideal life at home and in a, in a small place and fresher and, and a secure environment for your child. Yeah. Yeah. And have you, have you tried to create that same environment then for your own family? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I tried, or I did try. <laughs> uh, that's why we moved from Ireland to to Cyprus because then I knew I I wanted a like a kid, um, a child. Uh, obviously, Ireland wasn't the best and safest place. That was my opinion. You know, there are mm. many people raising kids there, but um, like when it comes to weather, when it comes to fresh fruits, when it comes to fresh vegetables, and in the crime rate and everything, it was a much better place to to raise a child. Mm -hmm. So. Basically, that was one of our intentions. So that's why we moved to, to Cyprus mm. from Ireland, because I didn't want to stay there and raise a kid and waiting for the rain to stop and go outside for 10 minutes and the rain came back. And <laughs> so I just wanted to something that, you know, he can play in the beach and he can be in the sand and, you know, it's, mm. it's a beautiful country. So, so do you yeah. ever find yourself um, parenting? and saying something or doing something and you get that sort of that weird flashback to when you were a kid and you can hear either your mum or your dad doing that exact thing uh, to you absolutely yeah 100 percent. yeah like my mom <laughs> used to do it with me and i you know when my son can be anxious and he's like me i mean he looks like his dad but he's really like me like from inside <laughs> and i know when i how how we can calm him when he's nervous and when he has issues at school or with friends and because that's how my mom did it with me and i mean she was a kindergarten teacher for 40 years and so so i learned a lot from her and she's mm -hmm. my kind of my rock in life and she helped me a lot about parenting about dealing with kids and I'm trying my best. I'm not as good as her. 
and I don't have that much patience as she did, but <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's fascinating. Because if I was to answer that question myself, what, uh, where does your model of normal home life come from? If I think about the different things that influenced me, so my parents divorced when I was about nine, I think, nine or ten years old, somewhere around there. Um, and I don't really remember what family life was like before they divorced, if that makes sense. So I'd never had that model of a happy married couple. Now, I have to say, my mum, who I lived with, and my dad, who we'd see um, a couple of times a week, both wonderful people. My mum is an absolute legend. Um, I mean, an absolute legend. Love the bones of her. And she was so sacrificing uh, as a mum when I was growing up. And the stuff that she gave up and did for us was is just legendary. She's, she's a legend. Mum, you're a legend if you're watching, which you probably are. Cause, you know. um, what was interesting was... Um, when I came to university, I met some people who were happily married. You know, they were families happily married. I met them in, a, in the church and I hung out with them intentionally because I'd not seen what a happy family looked like. And I went to live with um, a, a couple called Nick and Jen um, because I wanted to see for, I, I wanted to live in their house to see what it was actually like. Um, because you can read everything you can read in a, in a textbook, can't you? But it's not really that helpful. So I went to live with them for a little while. And I would hang around with Nick and Jen and a couple called Dave and Julie and Simon and Patty and, and loads of other people as much as I possibly could. And, um, and so that was when I saw for the first time, I think, um, what from the inside a happy marriage is, is like. And so here I am. I've been married 25 years, right? And I have a great marriage. My wife is... Uh, she's a she's a legend as well. My mum's a legend. My wife's a legend. Um, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because people ask you about about that and how you've done well, and you kind of think, well, I I can't I can't tell you like chapter and verse what I learned from Dave and Julie and Nick and Jen. I just can't because I, we never sat down and they said, right, Matt, this is A, B, and C. It was just hanging out with them. You know, it was just that. Right. just doing life together that I, I think made a massive difference. And so I think when you grow up, it's that doing life. And I wonder actually, um, for me, I don't know for you, Noemi, but for me, I wonder how much TV had an influence on me. You know, you had TV shows like The Cosbys um, and all these kind of different shows on TV and, and they were portraying something that I wasn't necessarily living. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm sure somebody somewhere, uh, some psychologist would have a field day with me in my life. But um, it's just a fascinating question, isn't it? Where does the model come from uh, yeah. of what normal family life looks like? And so um, it's great that you had you had that with your parents. And it's great you're doing that with your with your son as well, because that then perpetuates, doesn't it? It, it feeds the, it feeds the yeah. cycle. Did you ever do that thing where your mum and dad said to you, something or did something to you and you said i'm never going to do that to my kids when i'm older did you ever have that reaction to anything that they did and then find yourself doing that exact same thing or is that just me <laughs> no i think i think i had that i can't really remember uh but um you know they always trusted me with everything you know i was 16 when i went to denmark and you mm. are a teenager and most of the parents they were even in our community. People told them, "It's like, how can you do that to your daughter? Yeah. Like, because you're you, you're letting him out in the wild world, and yeah. you know, he can she can 
it, anything can happen to her, but nothing happened to me, obviously, because I'm still alive and, and fine. But for example, they never Denmark. really... <laughs> nothing <laughs> bad Denmark. happens in Denmark. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was quite stuff going on there when, when I was there in 96, 97. So, like, you know, I mean, if you wanted to get in trouble, you could get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you were raised like that and your the people trusted you, like my parents trusted me, they knew that I'm going to behave and I'm going to do you know well and uh, yeah, and because they taught me that way and I learned from them. But for example, I got my ear, but I got my nose pierced in Denmark, and I just you know and when I did it, I told them it's like I did it. It's like okay, you know, it's your decision. So I mean, so they were really cool parents compared mm -hmm. to they were they were parents in the late nineties and. They always supported me with everything, with all my crazy styles and everything. So, and that's what I want to implement in my kid's life, in my in my son's life, because it's yeah, it's just so important to to build that trust, and uh, it's really important to trust your child with everything they do, and they trust in you, and they trust you with their secrets and all these little insecurities. Yeah. So that's what I learned from them, and yeah. But they, they weren't like that. I mean, they were really cool parents, I guess. Mm. I mean, they were, yeah. <laughs> I was I was always loved them. And they, you know, they had a marriage for like 40-something years, 40-plus oh, wow. years, and dad died. So, yeah. That's was, a good innings, as we like to say in England, a yeah. good innings. Well done. Yeah. Oh, well done, mum and dad. Now, Amy, listen, uh, I, great conversation. Uh, I've got lots of questions about podcasting, but maybe that's for another episode um but uh, if people want to reach out to you if they want to find out more about what you do um uh, connect with you maybe talk to you about podcasting or even about grief or whatever what's the best way to do that please check out my our website which is podcast connections with an s.co not com but co and you can always find me on linkedin i'm always there if you type my name in noemi mm. barrett you can get in touch with me and, you know, we can chat about art. We can chat about podcast guesting. So I'm, I'm open to that. Fantastic. Fantastic. And do connect with Naomi on, uh, <laughs> on LinkedIn because you are perhaps, with the exception of maybe Chloe Thomas, uh, one of the most <laughs> prolific users of, in, uh, of LinkedIn. Um, you're always commenting on everything. So uh, do, <laughs> uh, do connect with Naomi on LinkedIn. Now. We will, of course, link to your information, uh, Noemi's information, in the show notes, which you can get along for free with the transcript at pushtobemore.com. Uh, Noemi, thanks for coming on the show. I've loved this. It's, it's been a long time coming, and it's great to finally make it happen. So, uh, And thank you for all your help in getting me on all those podcasts. It was awesome. And um, I wish you every blessing and, and happiness for the future in Cyprus. But um, it's been an absolute joy. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It, it was a pleasure and an honor. And, you know, we always love working with you. Hopefully we can continue it in the future too. No doubt. No doubt. It was, <laughs> it's a funny thing is all the shows that you listen to before have been with me on the, as a guest or your guests on our show. But this one you're on, uh, which is just wonderful. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's been great. And of course, a big shout out to today's show sponsor, speaking of podcasts, uh, Orion Media. If you're wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business, do connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. And be sure to follow Push To Be More wherever you get your podcasts from because we have got yet more great conversations lined up. And I don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you yet today, let me be the first. You are awesome. Yes, you are. Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. Naomi uh, no, has to bear it. I have to bear it. 
you've got to bear it as well. Now, Push To Be More is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is the incredible Sadaf Bainon, Estella Robin, and Tanya Hutzelak. Our theme music was written by Josh Edmondson. And as I mentioned, if you would like to read uh, the transcript or show notes, head to the website pushtobemore.com. So that's it from me. That's it from Noemi. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.